Less stress. More time. More money. Welcome to the Cashflow Contractor. Interview. What's up, Cashflow Contractors? Khalil here. We've got another great episode for you that will help you find less stress, more time, and more money. And more money very clearly. Have you ever had a project go south with one of your customers? Not necessarily that the job went south, but the payment went south. That's one of the worst positions to be in as a contractor. Yes, you can file the lien, but if you didn't do it ahead of time with the pre-lien notice, or you didn't do it within 30 days of the job, you might be out of luck. Plus, with maybe a residential job and the homeowner, you file the lien, but it doesn't really impact them unless they're trying to sell their house. So what can you do? Well, this is a great episode on how you can take action for as little as $99 and actually have an impact. And be closer to getting paid on that job, and if not, causing a little bit of distress for that homeowner who's not paying you. So this is with the credit app. Uh, We talked with Doug for about 30, 40 minutes or so, and it's a great episode where we talk about the ins and outs of how to use the credit app, the impact of it, and what the other alternatives are to the credit app. So I hope that you like it. Uh, It will be pretty actionable for you, and if you know any contractors that are in a situation with a residential homeowner or anybody for that matter that's not getting paid reference this episode to them share it with them and talk to them about their credit app i hope that you enjoy this episode we had a lot of fun talking to doug and enjoy martin uh you just bought a building right with your wife yeah how was that process uh, actually, it was really, really good. Uh, pretty, pretty clear. There's a lot to it, but we had the information and uh, had good credit, which made that part really easy. So, uh, yeah. Well, good. Yeah, credit is a huge part of that, and uh, that's we've got our, our guest on today uh, from the credit app. Excited if contractors haven't heard about this because I think it's going to be a big tool for their. Uh, for their business that they can use in different scenarios. Hopefully they never have to use it, but we all know that things don't always go right uh, with customers. So um, I had never known that this existed until uh, Vlad, a roofing guy in Oklahoma, uh, let me know that, hey, you should get the credit app on your podcast. He's, uh, or they, they do some really cool stuff and actually make an impact. Um, so yeah, excited to have Doug on the podcast from the from the credit app. How are you doing, Doug? Pretty good. Good morning, guys. Good to be on. Yeah, good, good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, I it was, I was trying to figure out how to reach out to you, and I'm sure that a lot of uh, homeowners probably have this issue. Uh, but it was very difficult. I I honestly I didn't know your name until you showed up this morning, uh, because <laughs> I couldn't find a number. It was only support at. Um, the credit app, but I mean, you answered right away. Dot org. Yeah. <laughs> no, dot com. It was. Uh, it's, no, it's dot org. It's, it? Oh, it's dot org. Dot org. Yeah. 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 I was trying to find like who should I reach out to, and I just emailed support, and that was you. And that's intentional, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's intentional because I, if we had a phone number, I mean, people would. Um, well, what we require, I can get into the process in detail later, but we require physical evidence from the contractor to base what their claim is on like we don't just sure. take their word for it but then the debtors when after we contact them 
they will get on the website and they'll try and reach out to us. And if we had a phone number, uh, we would have to hire a full-time staff just to talk on the phone. <laughs> but the response is always going to be the same. It's going to be, hey, you know, what you say doesn't really count for a whole lot. Like, we'll listen to you, but what we're going to need is some photos, some documents, some thorough explanation of why this isn't owed mm. or how this is paid off. And um, in order to do that, we're going to need documents and we're going to need it in writing. So it would just be a massive waste of time on our end and for the debtors. Yeah. Very interesting. So let's go ahead and share the concept a little bit of the credit app. Um, I'll let you give like a little bit of spiel and we can go into the process later, but what is the credit app? Yeah, the credit app is just an online application for small business owners to where they can report uh, non-payments and defaults from their customers, just like, uh, just like the big banks. So whenever you don't pay your credit card bill, whenever you don't pay your car loan, it goes on your credit report and it just, and it's out there just so mainly that the community and other business owners and lenders can know how reliable you are at paying your bills. And so you pay your credit card bill, you pay your car bill, and if you don't, it goes on your credit. So that's a big motivation for people to pay. But until the credit app came along, uh, it was incredibly difficult for small business owners to report credit data. Now, technically, mm -hmm. all sm small business owners are allowed to report their credit data to the bureaus. The problem is, is that it's insanely difficult to get set up. It's incredibly hard to get a contract with the uh, credit bureaus, and you have to have minimums of normally about 50 to 200, depending on which bureau it is, per month that you have mm. to report for them to use you as a data furniture. So unless you're Sears gotcha. or you're just wow. really bad at writing contracts, it's gonna be hard to get <laughs> 50 defaults a month. Um, so that's where we came into place yeah. and we can gather all of that data uh, via our application and then we report it on behalf of all the contractors at the end of the month, just, just like big companies do. Yeah, sort of an wow. aggregator where you get the minimums from a lot of different sources. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. How long have you been doing this, Doug? Uh, we started in 2017. So yeah, I guess uh, okay. coming up on five years. That's awesome. Love that. So uh, I'd love to get a little bit of background though, because obviously you had to come up with this idea of probably from some experience. So what is your background? How did you get started uh, before the credit app? Uh, well, really my background is in insurance restoration and roofing. I graduated college, I was backpacking South America aimlessly. A friend of mine called me, said he was selling roofs and making $1,000 a week. And wow. I thought that was more money than I could comprehend at the time. And um, so I, came back to the United States <laughs> and I started selling roofs door to door. Uh, if you live in Oklahoma City or anywhere in the South, you've probably had quite a few door knockers, roofing companies knock on your door. And so I was one of those guys and I did that for a few months and um, you know decided uh, that instead of doing 80% of the work and making 20% of the money, I wanted to be doing 20% of the work and making 80% of the money. So I started my own company in Louisiana. I didn't wanna, I grew up in Memphis and uh, I, did, I did the respectable thing and I left town instead of competing against my former <laughs> boss. You know, it's a bit, of a, a bit of a dick move to stay around in the same town uh, and compete against the guy that taught you the business. And so 
Yeah. I did that for a few years. And honestly, whenever I started uh, the company in Louisiana, I I just thought that it was a matter of calling Experian when someone didn't pay you and just being like, hey, you know, this guy's not paying. And um, it was not that easy whatsoever. And the collection process mm. became difficult. And it's it's one of those things where it, it it's something that only happens one or 2% of the time, but it takes up a massive amount of time and effort. You know, it's like one person not paying can end up taking me hours and hours trying mm -hmm. to collect this and then you gotta negotiate and you hardly get the full amount. And so I'm looking at my options and you know, the debt collector, they want 30% of what they collect. The attorneys want 30% plus some upfront money. Uh, I could file a lien, but I mean, I could pay three or $400 for an attorney to do that or I could do it myself but I still would have to pay to get it notarized. I'd have to look up the, the legal address. It would take hours. I had to physically take it down to the courthouse to file it. And, um, you know, the liens weren't very effective uh, unless they're trying to sell their house. Um, in right. some states, you can foreclose on a lien, but it is incredibly difficult uh, to talk a judge into foreclosing on someone's house. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, it's really meant for like the business to business more so. Yes. Uh, for the liens, right? Like it, it is for the homeowners, but it works better on the business side. Correct. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought it was something that someone could do. And um, yeah, so eventually I just kept looking into it and researching it. And I just, I started it for myself personally. I was like, man, I want to be able to report credit data and maybe I can get some other business people in that I know to combine their data and then we can report it at the same time. And uh, yeah, it just snowballed and, and grew from there. And then we built out uh, an online website, thecreditapp.org. And um, yeah, for a flat fee of $99, you can report uh, a default from someone that hasn't paid. And we have to send out all of the notifications required by law, obviously. We send out the text, the letter, uh, a, um, uh, an email as well. And they have a two to six weeks in order to pay, depending on where they are in our credit cycle that we receive the account. And if they don't pay from there, it just goes on the report and it's up to them. You know, we can't, we can't guarantee sure. that they're gonna pay because of that, but that's a lot of motivation for them to pay. Right, um, absolutely. This is brilliant. I, uh, I'm thinking we need to get him in front of ASA, Khalil. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You wanna come the up American to Subcontract Association. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I think uh, it, it might be helpful for people to understand what the. I mean, I think everyone understands. Martin, you probably understand with your building that you just purchased the importance of your credit score. But let's say that I am that roofer and the the client isn't paying, and I go through the credit app. We hit their credit report. What's the actual impact going to be to their credit score? You know, I mean, maybe you can't say the exact number it's going to uh, take but what's gonna be the impact of their credit score and how is that gonna impact them in their daily life? So we can't see their credit score without them signing some paperwork, which they would never do. Sure. But we do hear <laughs> anecdotal evidence of what they say, how much it drops, yeah. when they email us. Um, they'll, and it depends mainly from how I understand it on how gotcha. thick their credit file is. So if they're 22 years old and they have a one credit card with a $500 limit, it right. is gonna absolutely destroy their credit score. It's gonna drop probably 150 points. But you know, if they're in their 40s or 50s, they've had a couple mortgages, they've had great credit for years, then it might only drop it by about 50 points to maybe sure. 80 points or something. Um, 
So it really depends on, on how on that credit history and they're going to compare that as a percentage. You know, it's one default compared to what though? If it's one default compared to two, you have a 50% default rate and you're not reliable. But if it's one default compared to, you know, a hundred or a 500, then, you know, it's not as statistically, sure. it's more of an anomaly. Yeah. But that, what are the, what is the impact of, you know, let's just even say like an average of 75 points. What is that going to do to the homeowner typically? Uh, you know, where are they going to see the impact of that in their life? Um, well, it, it depends on where it, 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 how far it pushes them down. If they have a, you know, a 725 credit score and it drops it down to a 650, that's going to be pretty close to the difference between getting a mortgage and not being able to get a mortgage. Wow. Um, and getting a car loan and not being able to get a car loan or the difference between getting a 3% interest rate on your car loan versus uh, a 9 or a 10%. Which is rate. huge. Yeah, it's, it's very motivating. Yeah. Um, now, some people, and what I tell contractors all the time is, you know, it just depends on on how big it is, you know, if they and how much their credit score is worth to them. Because if they have a, uh, you know, if they if they owe you two hundred dollars, and I mean, most people would say that their credit score is worth a lot more than two hundred dollars. Yeah. And they're going to pay it even if they feel they don't owe it. I would at least. Sure. But if you're talking about someone defaulted on seventy five thousand dollars. They, they might not think their credit score is worth $75,000. And that might be something that's not a, a they, they might be willing to trade their credit score for $75,000 and say, hey, you know what, I'll rent for the next five years. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a car cash with right. the 75,000 that I have now. Yeah. And um, so that's, that's up to them. Um, and for the long run, it's, it's not gonna go well for your life probably, but. You know, Doug, you, you alluded to the fact that I can't just call up and wreck somebody's score. Um, what, that, what generally is required uh, to be sufficient evidence to report that, you know, failure? So what we require is a signed contract that was defaulted on. And okay. you have to upload this signed contract uh, whenever you uh, create a new account on the credit app. So, and that's what I was getting at earlier with the with the debtors whenever they call in when the contractor we do not take anyone's word for anything so the contractor has to upload and we keep it on file um, on our server um, that contract that was defaulted on and so we have that as evidence like hey this is a legitimate thing that would if I go to court um, I, I can show them this contract and a judge will believe that this was defaulted on and so whenever the debtor, if they wish to dispute the debt, then we require some sort of evidence that it's not owed. So they can send us, I mean, and that happens, that happens occasionally. Uh, we had recently a homeowner in Jackson, Mississippi, where they had four or five leaks in their roof. They owed the contractor 5,000 maybe. And you know, normally withholding $5,000, if it's a small little leak, that's that's kind of ridiculous. You know, maybe, you know, withhold $500 until they come back and Gosh. fix a little leak. But this was several leaks and they had, it was a, a waterfall coming into the roof. And, and I, and they sent me the, they sent me videos of it. And I was like, absolutely, this is not right. owed whatsoever. I mean, it's going to take $5,000 just to fix this. And that, that is not something we can report. Um, so that, that we require that proof of evidence on both sides because I have to think what we constantly worry about 
is our liability as a data mm-hmm. furnisher. And if we report information that is not accurate, then we, we can get sued for that, essentially. So every single thing right. that we report, we have to say, if I was standing in front of a judge right now, this has to be a slam dunk. Like there can be no possible way that this money is not owed. So we have a very high standard for what we, yeah. we report. But just emailing in and saying, I don't owe it, that's, I mean, what yeah. is a judge gonna say to that? Is, is what I always have to ask myself and, and they're gonna laugh. So, I mean, we have to put ourselves in that So are these all, uh, are, are these human reviewed? On the contractor side or? The quality of the contract and the quality, well, both sides. So uh, on the contractor side? The quality of the contract that's it's, submitted? It's required that we see the upload, but we're not reading every single contract that's submitted. You, you know, we're kind of taking it at face value because all of the notifications are sent out to the debtor and, it's, and it informs them clearly, like, if you wish to dispute this, this is how you do it. So they're receiving a letter, an email, a text saying, if you wish to dispute this, you can email uh, support at thecreditapp.org and submit your documents and we will, that is human reviewed. Uh, every single dispute is human okay. reviewed and we're checking uh, to make sure that the information that we're reporting is, is accurate. Yeah. You know, something that you mentioned we are huge on, especially for the small contractors out there. You mentioned that you have to upload a contract and it's always surprising how many contractors won't have the contract. I'm sure you've had people try to submit, uh, you know, something to you as a contractor without a contract, but then you said it needs to be a slam dunk in front of the judge. And so many of these contracts are just taken off of a template or written themselves and they they don't include things that are mentioned uh like for example we fix leaks or you know if there's a leak we'll cover it or whatever um and so it's so important that if you're going to have success in these situations as a contractor you have to make sure that your contract is clear that it's reviewed by an attorney and that it works and that's going to be that slam dunk so that you can go through processes like this and and cover yourself Absolutely, and that, that's an issue that we run into sometimes where contractors will just upload an invoice and say like, hey, this is owed. And there's a lot of plumbing companies and electrical companies that operate that way and it's more of a, a phone conversation. Hey, we charge 185 an hour and we'll accept that, but if they dispute it with anything whatsoever, yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna have to overturn it, you know, because we don't have that 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 is not something that we can confidently say is for sure 100% this is owed, you know, because it's just mm-hmm. an invoice. They I, I don't know whether or not they agreed to it. They didn't sign, and so yeah, that's a legitimate that that's a legitimate thing too. And also, um, unlicensed contractors. If you're an unlicensed contractor in a lot of states now, wow. the homeowner legally does not have to pay you, and that's the thing that I'm hearing out in California right now, where these homeowners they'll intentionally wow. hire unlicensed contractors to do their kitchen remodel or whatever and then they just won't pay them and they have zero legal recourse in california that's crazy and they just get a brand new kitchen and and there's nothing if the contractor came to me i would say hey that's that's the law you know i mean that's that's crazy there's nothing I mean, I can that's do about that. some people's lives i can imagine just going in debt buy materials so that you can complete the job and all this stuff and then not getting paid um mm-hmm. Man, so you've been doing this for five years. What are, you know, 
you mentioned these residential plumbers, electricians, maybe doing these $200 jobs and, and using the credit app. What are some of the you know grander scopes that you've worked on uh, through the credit app? Yes, I think the uh, we've we've done contracts um, up to I want to say our okay. largest default was about one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty big. The largest recovery we've received was um, I believe I said this a couple weeks ago. I believe it was forty-two thousand. And uh, that that was for a, a job in Texas, and that uh, that that was a community effort. They they leaned them. They used our service. They uh, I believe mm -hmm. they had an attorney send out some letters. So that that was a big that was a big recovery. Um, but our average default is wow. about seven thousand so, dollars. Okay. Yeah, pretty good pretty return, return on ninety nine. Yes, yes. So our um, our average collection rate over the course of one year. Now this will stay on the credit report for up to seven years, but our average collection rate is about one in seven in the first year. So, I mean, the way that I look at it, uh, I'm kind of an investment guy, a businessman. And so I look at it is our average default is 7,000. If the average collection time in the first year is one in seven, you're looking at spending 700 bucks and uh, recovering 7,000 is uh is how i look at it so it's about it, it's a numbers game like i said we can't guarantee we're going to get the payment for you we're just a tool that you can use to quickly and easily uh leverage this default and so yeah it's just it's up to the individual debt you know some guys if you're only owed 100 bucks it's probably not worth it but i mean absolutely if you're owed a few thousand i mean it's definitely a good investment to use the credit app just just in passing uh i want to point bring this up. You say they upload an invoice. Do you ever see invoices with some kind of legal language at the bottom, you know, that's either comes for acknowledge this is done and agree to pay. And then they're signing. That's not a full blown contract, but uh, they could have their invoices printed. Yeah. That yeah. That's something that, would that, yeah, would that, that be a benefit? I, I see that. And I mean, having that signature on there is, is definitely better, but it just, it just depends on the homeowner. Like if the homeowner is, is just saying like, oh yeah, well, I just don't owe it, then we're gonna go off of that invoice because that's the most amount of evidence that we're seeing. But if they come back and they say, hey, this is not a licensed contractor, hey, I never signed a contract. If they, if they just say, hey, I never signed a contract to agree to this, you know, it's, um, I mean, it's each situation is a little different, but if the homeowner is, you know, sneaky and, and they know how to get out of things and they understand the law, I mean, it's really, they can they can back us into a corner and, and get out of some of that debt. So if uh, it takes it's two weeks, a you get them right. Uh, the customer minimum of two or two to six weeks. You said if it gets resolved, how long does it take? To come um, so if if we haven't reported it yet, then it will never go on there at all. And if we have reported it, then the next upload cycle, which would be the first of every month then we would update that data. And then from there, if it's a hard pull, they'll be able to see it pretty immediately. But if they're using something like Credit Karma or some other app, then it'll probably take a, a month or two to pick up on the uh, third party apps. To come off. Gotcha. So let's walk through the process really quick. You know, I've, I'm working on this job, homeowner's not paying me, it's been two months three months, uh, I'm ready. I, there's no signs of them paying. They're, they're not, they're ignoring me. I come to the credit app. 
what do I do? Yeah, you just you just create an account, uh, creditapp.org, and you just set up a new account, and you just have to you know click a bunch of buttons, a bunch of waivers, and then from there, after you have your account set up, there's it, it's it's kind of like buying something on Amazon. You just yeah. click on a new new debtor form, and you fill out the debtor's information. Don't put your personal information in there. The debtor <laughs> is the person that owes you money. It actually happens about once a week or so. They're like, hey man, I actually put my my own email and my own address on there and you know, can you change it <laughs> yeah yeah we, we can change it don't worry about it but i mean we don't we like i said we don't we don't review all of that stuff we we kind of put that burden on you guys to make sure that that you're filling out the correct information and not your personal information right but um yeah. then you fill out that information and we, we have to include the default date the debtor's address the more information you can know about them the better there are requirements obviously we have to know their their name, their address, email, phone number, um, and then the default date, the amount that was defaulted on, and then you upload the contract and you do a online signature at the bottom saying this information is legitimate, and you place the order, and then it goes through our automated system of notifications, and then depending, they can dispute it, or they can pay it off, or it goes on their credit. And the, the default date, I think I saw, is, uh 30 days? Correct. Correct. Uh, you have past to wait 30 due. days past the due date in order to yeah. upload it. And we can only go back two years uh, for defaulted credit. Okay. And then the other thing, you guys don't handle any no. money, right? I mean, you handle the $99, but they're not, the debtor's not paying you and you're not taking a cut not of at it all. or any no, of that. They go straight through. Occasionally they'll, they'll email us trying to settle and we just say, hey, yeah. contract or contact the contractor. And it all goes to them. And then we have to verify with the contractor when it's paid so that we can update their credit information. So sometimes they'll email us and say, hey, this is this debt is paid. And you know, obviously we have to confirm that with the contractor to make sure that it's actually paid or the contractor can let us know. But just make sure to, to inform us at our support email that the debt is paid so that we can have accurate information. Excellent. Um, you said the average <clears throat> you said the average uh, collection is seven thousand. Um, what is the average time to collect? Um, it it depends. Um, it, it's all over the place. It depends on the um, the debtor. So, it, like I said, it stays on there for up to seven years. So we don't have seven years worth of data yet because we haven't been in business that long. But we do have we do keep track of the first year, um, how quickly that can get paid. But we definitely have. Uh, debtor the debtors that email in from two or three years ago and and clean up the credit score because they might yeah. they might not need it they might not need it for another two or three years and then they they want to buy a house and they need credit yep you know I can actually see some contractor listeners being reluctant to do this um, do you ever do you ever find I guess by the time they contact you they're not reluctant yeah. to do it anymore uh, and I'm, I mean, just because they don't want to call it, make what I know it's, it doesn't make sense, but but I see, yeah. it. <laughs> you know, don't want to create a trouble and get sued, you know. Yeah, I, I've definitely come across people that that view it that way, and I, I've talked to people before that are view it almost like a bad thing, like oh, you're you're harming people, and you know maybe they they couldn't they couldn't pay it because they were sick or something like that, and and I don't. 
I, I don't I don't think no no one's ever approached us saying that they were sick or anything like that. I mean, we would probably, you know, do something, consider it in some way, you know, delay reporting it for a month or two or or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's only that that's something we would have to be in communication with the contractor about or the the business owner. And but yeah, some some people kind of view it in a negative light and the way that I view it is this person stole from this person. And yeah. You know, th- this isn't even a punishment. This is just informing the community, like, hey, this person stole from me. They, they did not pay me. I went over there and I labored and I spent tons of money and I did the right thing and they chose to to uh, screw me over. And so it's not even, it's just, hey, like, we're just letting everyone else in the community know, like, this is a legitimate possibility that if you want to do business with this person, fine. You know, if you want to loan give this person a mortgage fine but just to let you know like sometimes they don't pay their bills and and that's really all it is it's just it's just information um and then people can base decisions on that information so and i think i think the more accurate information we have about people i mean the smoother business is going to be done right yeah and you're protecting the next contractor potentially yeah, I, I can. from having to go through that process or yeah. anybody else in the community like you said yeah, I tend to uh, take the contractor side on this. Um, even if they only owed me two hundred dollars, if they were just thumbing their nose at me, it might be worth a yeah. hundred <laughs> just to get it reported. But your uh, unlicensed contractor, uh, Cleo, you know my client mm-hmm. in New York. That happened to him. There was a county line that went down the middle of a street, and the house was on the wrong side of the cul-de-sac, and he did fifty-five thousand dollars worth of work. And they said, we're not paying you. You're not licensed in this county. And that's been some years ago. Wow. That was that. that so was it, was, it. it was just a mistake. And he's. Well, yeah, I mean, he literally did not. I don't, I don't know how many licensing is not that big a deal in Oklahoma. Well, except for the trades. But uh, who's who's going to check to see that the county line runs down the middle of this residential street with a cul-de-sac on the end and the house happens to be on the left side of the line instead of the right but the homeowner knew it planned it did it it was 100 percent intentional wow, and that's dirty see you later buddy yeah it is dirty yeah what are some of the bigger cases that you've you know are like interesting situations like story-wide and then maybe it was immediate like oh my gosh like i'm gonna pay this now yeah one of the uh one of the best stories that I, that I like is uh, we had a lady, this was just a couple months ago in Waco, Texas, I believe, who she owned a dog walking company. And small time, I think it was just her, I don't even think she employed anyone, just had a small time dog walking company that she did. And um, there was uh, an, a, uh, a heart surgeon that owed her $800 wow. in dog walking fees and hadn't paid for months. And this lady had been in business, I think she said like 15 years or something. And she said, this has never happened to me in 15 years. And this heart surgeon is shorting me $800 that he owes me. And she said, I had no, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know whether or not I should call an attorney or, or what action I should take. And she just randomly came across our website and she used it. And three days later, so she crazy. had a check in the mail. And is she still walking dogs for that guy? I don't think so, but <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it's yeah. it's leverage. It's leveling the playing field. 
Um, it's making yeah. it so that you know these small-time business owners and service providers can have that exact same type mm. of power and leverage that Walmart can, you know, that uh, Ford can. When you don't pay yeah. your bills, you know, you you let the community know that, hey, here's some information. This person has not paid me. Um, is it? Are you nationwide? Is there any any difficulty working in a different state other than Texas or no no it's all universal? it's all nationwide it's uh we can work in uh, all 50 states okay. we actually had our first one from uh alaska last week from juno oh so, nice yeah. nice so uh you work with contractors obviously dog walker uh isn't contractor what are some of the other businesses that you you'll work with uh we work with a lot of used car dealerships is okay. a big one. Uh, we have a lot of clients that have used car dealerships that do in-house financing. Mm -hmm. uh, we work with, like I said, mainly mainly in the construction industry. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's any other interesting industries that we work in. I believe that's. Uh, I would say it's close to it's close to ninety percent uh, construction service based industry. Right okay, now. gotcha. Very cool. Awesome. How's your business uh, is growing? Uh, you exponential people finding out about you. You had had people to service. Yeah, everything. yeah, it's going it's going really really well. It's um, but like I said, the, the only difficult part is that people don't know exactly. Like we have a lot of reviews and a lot of you know different data and statistics on our website and everything, but a lot of people just don't know how well the process is going to work. And so mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a hesitation that a lot of people have is they don't know or, or they expect that it's going to get them paid. They're like, hey, if I, you know, give you ninety nine dollars, like you're going to collect this 18 grand for me. Right. And it's, you know, no. I, I wish I wish I could. But that's not a that's not a realistic thing. And, you know, yeah. and it is a flat fee, which is completely different from most other collection type yeah. uh, services. You know, because an attorney's probably going to want a retainer up front to plus a percentage of what they collect. And debt collectors, they operate as, you know, they get 30% of whatever they collect. But that game is, you know, if someone owes you $10,000, then you hand it over to a debt collector and then they call the debtor and they say, hey, will you settle for $5,000? And they say, yeah. sure. And they collect $1,500 and you're left with 3500 so that's not, I mean, you're owed 10 grand and now you have 3,500. That's better than, than nothing. But I mean, you could have done that too. Sure. Uh, I'm just giving them half off price. So. Yeah. yeah that. Do you find that people pull the trigger on the 31st day very often? 30, 30 days past due or are they in the night? I mean, what, what do you no, just most see of the time they, do? Most of the time they're, they're very reasonable. I mean, most. Uh, contractors and, and business owners that I work with give them plenty of time. I mean, th this is not something that's a, a, an immediate thing that they're doing as soon as it's past due. It's something where they've called, they've gone over to their house, they've emailed, then you know they'll start threatening them a little bit, and normally it's quite a few months after it was due before they use our service. Hmm. Yeah, and you said earlier you have Two how years. far back can you go? Two years. Yeah, and that's a big contrast to liens because you missed yeah. the date and you've lost Correct, yeah. I mean, liens are state by yeah. state. They can get really complicated. And, you know, with a lot of states, you have right. to file it within 30 days of the of the construction. 
in order for it to be valid and then you have to update it every six months. I know that's how it is in Texas. And mm -hmm, right. you know you don't know whether or not you're going to get defaulted on, and you have to do all the pre-lien paperwork. You have to hand out the notices. You got to get them to sign every so often, and you do a lot of work. And it's like, hey, there's a one percent chance this person's not going to pay, and so you have to incorporate this whole other aspect of your business just to be in compliance with those liens. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh... What's the biggest way that people find you? What's your biggest source of new leads? Uh, we do a lot of uh, social media advertising. Um, we do a lot on Facebook. We do a lot in different uh, yeah. groups kind of things. We try to get on different uh, electrical contractors, roofing contractors, yeah. uh, groups, and just kind of get our message out that way. There's a lot of word of mouth right now. Um, it's difficult because I come from the roofing restoration industry in which you know, you sell a roof, I mean, the profit on a roof can be four or $5,000. So if you spend a thousand dollars in, in sales and marketing, you're still making a lot of money, <laughs> but this is such an interesting new concept for me. Cause when you're selling something for $99, like your acquisition cost has to be low. You can't spend $500 in marketing to make $99. And then I still have to take my overhead and salaries and everything out of that too. So it's a very different, uh, concept. So it's something that's been a bit of a learning curve for me personally. Yeah, I'm sure that's been a fun challenge to to try to overcome, though. And you also are are looking at maybe the lifetime value of your of your contractors. You know, maybe they're going to file ten claims in their lifetime. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's more than that. But um, and then I, you know, hopefully you get one and they refer three, something like that. So mm -hmm. that, that's interesting. Um, and then what is the process like just, you know, being a contractor, moving into more of a office job for you? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't miss knocking doors for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I, we would, when those storms would come through, we would knock doors until I mean, we would have, uh, like, scars or like cuts on our knuckles from knocking so many doors. Yeah. We knock two or three hundred doors in a day. And uh, so I don't miss that whatsoever. Um, it's different challenging. I, I miss kind of getting out in the field. I, I like being a contractor because it was kind of uh, half of my day would be in the office and then the mm -hmm. other half I'd be going around looking at jobs, talking to clients, sales, trying to sales and that kind of thing. So the transition has been interesting, but I do like tech. I've always had a uh, a big interest in tech. I've always been good at it. And, you know, I've always used leveraged tech with my mm. businesses to uh, become more efficient. And so this is, this is different. I like, yeah. I like the scaling aspect of it, you know, to where you can have like a, a really big, good company, but you might only mm. have five or six employees. Whereas you're a contractor, you have, you'd have to have right. dozens of employees. And so I, I really, I really like that aspect of it, of, of coming at a smaller, knit group people and, and there's a lot there's a lot of liability in in, in contracting too specifically roofing there's there's accidents that happen and you know it can get can get bad sometimes yeah well our, our mantra here for the cash flow contractor is uh, less stress more time more money and I think that the credit app is absolutely a tool that helps contractors uh, you know, be able to achieve that, you know, the, the stress that you feel from 
not someone not paying and having you know bills that you've got to pay in lieu of that and you've got to float the money for them and even just the relational stress that you deal with of I mean this person's not paying me and I've got to be an asshole now to be able to get the money and all those different things or I've got to go and file the lien and now I've got these attorney fees there's so many different things that uh, can cause you to lose your mind and have no time no money of all those things necessarily but it does give you another another tool in your arsenal to be able to it approach the, the problem differently and so I think it's a huge benefit to contractors I, I think everybody should at least check you out and you know maybe they're not dealing with those that type of clientele that often but it's good to have the tool in their back pocket whenever it does happen um, so what is the best way for contractors to get in touch with you obviously the credit app.org not.com and we'll link to that in the show notes um, th so they should follow you on social uh, yeah, thecreditapp.org. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, our email support at thecreditapp.org. I'm CC'd in all those emails, so if it's anything interesting pops up, I'll look at it personally. And yeah, that's that's really uh, the two ways right there. You can chat us on our website. Uh, we Facebook page, uh, the Credit App Facebook page is one of those. And yeah, feel free to check out our service. And if you have any questions, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know you know, contractors talk to each other. So you're, you're probably listening to this. And if you don't have a job right now, or have one from the last two years that someone didn't pay you, even if it was just a couple hundred bucks, you probably know a contractor that is dealing with that. So share this episode with them, share the credit app.org with them, uh, as a tool for help. Um, man, Doug, I really appreciate you being on. Uh, thanks for helping our audience. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be probably mentioning you to our, clients and our audience from time to time and oh yeah uh, yeah I, I love what you're doing so thanks for for sharing absolutely good talk guys hey cash flow contractors thank you so much for checking into this episode of the cash flow contractor and i hope that you, the conversation with doug was helpful that it's given you a little bit of ideas of where you might be able to use the credit app or even some of your peers in the industry can use it as well keep this tool in your arsenal have it in your back pocket hopefully you don't run into a position where you have to use it but more than likely, it will come up at some point. So have it ready to use. And yeah, only $99 and you're, you're ready to go with filing a dispute and hitting someone's credit for not paying you uh, when they should have. So yeah, thecreditapp.org, go check it out in the show notes. Uh, find them on social media, Facebook, uh, as well as their website. And I hope that you found this helpful and that it leads you to find less stress, more time, and more money in your business. Thanks for listening.